lawyer by training, writer and teacher by choice. Originally from New York, I am a proud wife and mother living in Los Angeles. Join me as we delve into the Holy Torah's teachings and apply them to our lives. I keep it short and sweet, but always deep. Welcome. Hi, welcome back. So today I want to speak about the holiday of Hanukkah and what it is that we're really celebrating, and how we can tap into it on a personal level. I want to refresh our our memories of what really happened during Hanukkah. So more than 2,000 years ago, Israel was part of the Syrian Greek Empire, and I'm just going to call it the Greeks for sake of simplicity. And the king at the time, Antiochus, he wanted to have a common culture and religion of worshiping pagan gods, and so he wanted to uproot Judaism. So they outlawed Jewish practices upon penalty of death, Shabbos, kosher, circumcision, and eventually a man named Matis Yahu, and then after Judah and his followers who were called the Maccabees, they were a small group of Jewish Torah scholars. They rebelled and they formed a rebellious uprising. They were hiding out in caves in Judea, and they eventually defeated the Greeks, even defeating an army as big as 40,000 people. I mean, it's, it's incredible. And... The name Maccabee, this is something that I didn't know, but I think is so cool. It actually stands for the Hebrew words, Mikhamoka Balim Hashem, who is like you, O God. So after the Jews defeated the Greeks, they came back to the temple, which had been totally ransacked and defiled and destroyed. And they wanted to light the menorah and they were able to find one jug of pure oil that had been like sealed and signed by the high priest. And there was really only enough of this holy pure oil to last for one day, but the miracle that occurred was that the menorah burnt for eight days. So there's a lot of questions here. There's a lot of things to unpack, and I want to get into it a little bit with you and make it relevant for our own lives. So the real miracle that we're celebrating on Hanukkah is this miracle of the oil burning for eight days. And actually, if you think about it, it was really only a miracle that it burnt for seven days because it was, it was, there was enough for it to burn for one day. So why don't we celebrate seven days? Why do we celebrate eight days of Hanukkah? And an answer that I heard is because even what we perceive as the natural is really miraculous and from Hashem, which is something we've spoken about on this podcast, I think is a, is a beautiful idea. But what really is the miracle that we're celebrating here? So in his book, Ascending Jacob's Ladder, famous Kabbalist Rav Yaakov Hillel explains that the military victory of the Maccabees against the Greeks, it was amazing, but it was not enough to establish Hanukkah as a Jewish holiday. This is because he says Hanukkah wasn't simply a physical battle. The Greeks weren't trying to kill the Jews. They were trying to uproot Judaism. So in this way, Hanukkah was a spiritual battle. And so Rav Yaakov Hillel says that the miracle of the jug of oil teaches us that the real victory of Hanukkah was a victory of light against darkness. Basically, it was a battle of, it was a culture war between the Jewish values and the Greek values. An amazing Jewish historian named Ken Spiro, his book is called Crash Course in Jewish History, one of his amazing books. I highly, highly recommend it. It's such an amazing overview of Jewish history in a way you've probably never read before. Really reads like almost like a novel. Um, he points out that even though the Greeks are credited for establishing democracy, their values and practices were very far from democratic. Um, they practice infanticide. They only landowning males had voting rights. Um, even family stability was non-existent. Men had love affairs outside of, um, having children. 
ultimately really what's going on is that Greek philosophy denied spirituality completely. Okay. They favored the natural order above all. They were very focused on the physical. And this explains why the Greeks banned circumcision, Shabbat, Rosh Chodesh, celebrating the new moon, because these were Jewish practices that attribute spiritual meaning to the physical world through sanctifying the body, the soul and time respectively, right? Circumcision, we sanctify the body. Shabbat, we sanctify the soul and time. Um, Same with Rosh Chodesh. So Judaism obviously is a far cry from ancient Greek philosophy because we believe that in elevating the physical world, that there's spiritual meaning to this world. And our values are actually the foundation for modern democracy. I mean, this was something I learned in law school that's so incredible that all of like Western civilization and and our our laws all stem from the Torah. It's it's unbelievable. Um, You know, forbidding murder, forbidding adultery. Um, pursuing social justice and education for all people, having courts of law, having the family structure. I mean, the list goes on. So this culture war of light versus darkness continues today. And as Rav Yaakov Hillel points out in his book, holding on to a Jewish life today, really we're facing so many challenges because we have an overwhelming emphasis on technology and social media and materialism and focusing on ourselves as opposed to the collective and we're impatient, you know, we want results without hard work. And these are all kind of counter to Jewish values of kindness, of giving, of humility, of modesty, of hard work. And today as well, you know, we have the additional darkness of increased anti-Semitism. So we have a question here, like a very deep question, which my Rav in LA, Rabbi Graydon raised, which is, you know, Hashem chose to allow the Greeks to attack Judaism in this way. You know, we didn't have to have like a light versus dark battle, but Hashem allowed it to happen. So why? And he gave a beautiful answer, which is basically we weren't appreciating the mitzvot. We weren't appreciating our relationship with Hashem. So Hashem took it away. Hashem took these opportunities to connect away. And that, and that is a big spiritual root of anti-Semitism, which is something I've spoken about in a, in a previous podcast. So the remedy is that if we want to win this eternal battle of light against darkness, of spirituality over pure physicality, we have to hold on to our time-tested values and traditions. We have to embrace what makes us unique and special as a nation. So bringing this down to a more personal level, Rabbi Yitzchak Rotenberg, he was the first Rebbe of the Ger Hasidic dynasty. He has a beautiful idea relating to Hanukkah. He compares the miracle of the oil jug to the Pintalayid. Okay, the Pintalayid is like uh, Yiddish for the divine spark that exists in every Jewish soul. And he says, just as the jug of oil remains pure and untainted from Greek forces, so too there is a part of our souls that will always remain pure attached to our heritage and individual missions and uninfluenced by our external environments. And I actually heard an amazing idea from my teacher, Rebison Sephora Heller Gottlieb, when I was at Neve, that our souls are always pure and they're always connected. And when we do things that separate us from Hashem, distance us from Hashem, you know, when we do things that kind of miss the mark, it's like garments being wrapped around our soul. You know, the light of our soul may dim, but it's never tainted in its essence. It's always pure. And if you think about it, like, why is it that Jews are always drawn to Judaism in some way? In Hanukkah, we see this. Even people who are so not observant at all, they're very drawn to lighting the menorah and 
it's funny, like being religious and, and presenting myself as, a, as an observant Jew in public, I've been bageled many times. <laughs> I don't know if you know what bageled is, but it's basically when people like call you out for being Jewish in public, they want to have like a Jewish connection. You know, I get people saying shalom to me. I get people le- wanting to let me know that they're Jewish. And it's like, why? You know, why is it that they're kind of drawn to me in this way to express their Jewishness? Because of this pentelayid, this this it's in the Shama soul that's in every Jew. So the Ger Rebbe explains that just as it took the Maccabees great effort to uncover this one pure jug of oil, so too, he says, it takes great effort to uncover our true potential. And what's so crazy is that the Greeks tried to blur the Jews' image of themselves, of ourselves, as God's holy and treasured nation. And today, you know, modern society seeks to do the same. And I just want to pause here and say that it's very ironic that Hanukkah, which is really supposed to be the celebration of our unique religious and national identity as Jews has become the most secularized Jewish holiday. (laughs) You know, like for a lot of people, it's like the Jewish Xmas and it's like they have a tree, we have a menorah, they get one day of presents, we get eight. But what's going on here is is about so much more. And if the Maccabees were willing to sacrifice their lives for Judaism, we should at least try to understand like what exactly they were fighting for. This isn't just about like lighting candles and getting presents. You know, there's such deep significance and beauty in this holiday. So in terms of reclaiming our identity as Jews, I want to read a quote from Robertson Esther Young-Grice, who passed away a few years ago. She was an amazing um, Holocaust survivor in Robertson. I've quoted from her a bunch in this podcast. When Rebbe Tangrice passed away, the first thing I did was I went onto her website to see what was the last article she had written. And I literally had chills reading this article. It was so prophetic. And um, I, I basically quoted what I'm about to read in the preface of my new book, Princess Without a Crown, Returning to My Jewish Roots, which is which is out now, a shameless plug on Amazon, um, the story of my Jewish journey, basically. And um, I'm going to read this quote. She said that she was afraid for the Jewish people, and she said she wasn't afraid of terrorism or increasing anti-Semitism. She said, what I do fear is our own people. Yes, our own people who have forgotten who we are, who no longer remember that we Jews stood at Sinai, that we heard the voice of God, that we belong to a priestly kingdom, a holy nation, and that everything that befalls us is choreographed by Hashem and is a reflection of our own deeds, our own hands. When will we wake up? When will we don our priestly garments and fulfill our God-given destiny and be a light unto all mankind? So this this quote really inspired me and I included it in my book because my book, Princess Without a Crown, is really, it's speaking to a Jew who didn't really know what being Jewish meant. You know, I knew I was Jewish, but I didn't really understand what that meant. I was alienated from my heritage. And unfortunately, today we see that a lot as we have, you know, so much assimilation into, into Western culture. We have to realize that we're a special nation, not because of our disproportionately large amount of Nobel Prizes that we've won despite our small size, but because we're chosen. We're chosen by God to bring Kedusha holiness into this world, to bring be the light in this world. And we accomplish this by doing the mitzvot, which are opportunities to connect to God and bring much needed light into a dark world. So when the Maccabees lit the menorah, they restored the temple to a state of purity and sanctity. And in the same way, the Ger Rebbe insists that this is the most opportune time to relocate our own inner sanctity when we're kindling the Hanukkah lights to, to get in touch with our own inner light and to try to bring that out into the world. 
to get in touch with our own inner potential as a Jew and what that means. Because as I said, we're celebrating light over darkness. We're celebrating the fact that there is a God in the world who does miracles for his people. And when we show him how much we love him and want to honor him, like we did when we lit the, lit the big menorah in the temple, Hashem will make miracles for us. He will bring more light into this world, which is so very much needed, especially now. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast and share. And if you could write a review on Apple Podcasts, I would be so grateful. Take care.